Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter talk about old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Caleb. I'm Chris. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So uh, this week we have a pick from Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why don't you go ahead and intro this gem? This is my pick. It was uh, the Godzilla soundtrack from yes. uh, 1998, uh, the Matthew Broderick vehicle. In the Godzilla vehicle, <laughs> unforgettable, <laughs> unforgettable. Uh, this is a this is an important album for me in my childhood. Uh, I would have been about ten or eleven uh, when this movie was out, and uh, oh man, like this was this was one of those CDs I would steal from my brother. Uh, constantly listen. I brought it to camp one year. You so know? let me ask you a question. Like okay. as an adult. Mm-hmm. When you like drunkenly kind of bring up the Godzilla soundtrack, like kind of like half-heartedly <laughs> defend it to somebody, what is the look that people usually give you? You, go, you know, actually, the the Godzilla soundtrack. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a common thing I do uh, as a as a drunken adult uh, at parties. You know, um, put on the Godzilla soundtrack. I mean, so everyone knows that. I mean, we'll, we're going to get to a lot of it, but every there's a there's a key element to the Godzilla soundtrack, which is the Godzilla sound. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's time to intro our guest this week. Is actually yeah. <laughs> featuring Kojira. Uh, no, I thought. I, I, I mean, I remember loving this movie as a kid, and like, I remember really liking. Um, I, I was into. I mean, I was always into Green Day, and like, it was just a perfect storm of everything I loved happening. And like, I, yeah, I think they knocked it out of the park with this soundtrack. And this it's, is honest. I was like thinking about this the other day. It's like this is 1998, which yeah. I think is. If we've looked at the ones, the soundtracks we've done and the soundtracks we're about to do, I think 1998 is the high point for the business of selling soundtracks. Yeah. And and we're right. This is, this is maybe, like the peak, and everything just kind of started. Crumbling. Oh yeah, this oh. is a platinum selling album right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, this is a very successful soundtrack. And yeah, and you think about like what, uh, like the American Pie soundtrack was probably around the same time, and that was big. I think this um, is probably just a little bit after the the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Yeah, like there was there was a lot of money in soundtrack. That's that's where the big bucks were. Oh, Soundtracks. Okay. <laughs> they were able to get bands such as uh, the first band yeah. on the soundtrack. Let's uh, hear it. The Wallflowers with a cover of Bowie's Heroes. <laughs> Take it away, Jacob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one, man. <laughs> I owned the Wallflowers CD back in the day too. Right. It was like the one with the blue stars, bringing like the horses, faded, yeah, yeah, yeah. faded American flag or something like that kind of thing. I Is that what it's called? Bringing the horses? Bringing the horses down. I don't know. Okay. Bringing down the horses. <laughs> bringing down the horses. <laughs> I think that there's probably an argument to be made defending uh, the Wallflowers as a band. Yeah, but they did a lot of covers on soundtracks i think that was like their kind of bread and butter for a while yeah, yeah. and it, and making it's not, dad and it's proud not good. <laughs> Bob Dylan it's is like, so proud. it's like very craven i was i've actually been doing some research on like what people consider to be some of the worst covers ever ever recorded yeah. for uh for a segment that we're going to be exploring later Ooh, in the teaser. episode te- <laughs> teasing that and i actually see this this wallflowers cover of bowie's heroes listed up there yeah which i actually think is unfair 
Well, it's it's just an unnecessary it's, cover because it's it's a little too spot on. Well, there's like a I feel like there's a philosophical argument to be made. Like, is a worse cover a one that's just like they're just doing it verbatim, but it's just worse, right? Because it's not Bowie doing it. It's just yeah. like a watered down, shittier version. Or is a, like a big swing and a big miss? Is that worse? Oof. I <laughs> that's that's like a thesis we're going to be exploring throughout the next like five years of this podcast. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, because I mean that is just a lazier sounding version of the David Bowie song. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's like oozing out of his mouth. Yeah. Heroes is a song that's like written as much in production as in like it's not about like the the core the chords. It's like that sound like that that distorted uh, yeah, the, um, droney guitar like sound. Brian Eno yeah. production so you, sound. Yeah, so you can't like you can't cover that song without having something that's essentially that sound. And at that point, you're just you're just doing karaoke. You're locked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I don't hate it as much as the internet hates it, but I hate it a little bit. I don't know. I'm torn. I One headlight. I'll, I'll go to bat for one headlight. I yeah. think that's a great song. And but. honestly, those two kind of blend in. Same cloth. I, I mean, I feel for Jacob Dylan. I mean, my oh, God. Poor can you Jacob. <laughs> but like, but can you imagine, like, people bring up his dad in reference to his music, I mean, every day. Every, every interview. Day, every interview. And I'm sure he's got to just be like, ugh. He's got to be sick of it. I remember, and I don't know if it's apocryphal or if it's not the case anymore, but I remember like a supposed statistic that, that uh, the record with one headlight sold more copies than all Dylan records ever. <laughs> I would make Honestly, yeah. I think that makes sense because it was like the height of the CD era. So basically, it was like, I bought that just CD a for just a nineteen dollars uh, at Barnes and poor, Noble. Poor Jacob Dylan. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wallflowers got eighteen dollars or nineteen dollars of my money. Yeah, because you know, I just wanted the I one song. One song. Yeah. What a bizarre concept. <laughs> it's insane. What a world we were living in. They had, However, they had another hit that I can't remember the the name of. But was that on the, the same? The album? difference. Yeah, the difference. Was that the same record? Record. Yeah. So it was a, you know, a two two trick pony. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's good. <laughs> okay. It's a good episode, guys. <laughs> Up next, we have the rap rock opus. Oh uh, man. That is puff daddery. Puff daddery. <laughs> puff daddery. It's a real puff daddery on this track. Uh, puff daddery. Classic puff daddery featuring Jimmy Page. Covering Zeppelin's Cashmere with yeah. uh, Come With Me. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> Puff Daddy's gonna save us from this sea monster, man. Nobody like you. I remember. I mean, this came out no, when rap rock. I still, I still had like a like no. a baby brain and like pop music. When you're a kid, it's like everything's like, yeah, it's great, it's great. Yeah. And this was one of the first songs I remember being like, this is kind of this is kind of weird. They're just doing that song. This is like something's not right about this song. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was the first time I was like, is this bullshit? Is this, is this bullshit? <laughs> Discovering. Right? Yeah. 
Um, See, Tom Morello also played some guitar yeah, on that song. Yeah, yeah, the Rage Against the Machine game. Yeah, which we got one of those masterclass videos out now, where like Tom Morello teaches you guitar. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Tom Morello teaches you how to stick it to the man. Puff Daddy teaches you uh, rap rock. Uh, I saw here uh, VH1 actually listed this as number twenty-seven on their oh, list of uh, <laughs> least, least metal, metal moments. moments. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that too. That was great. When VH1's dragging you, that's like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I watched all those least metal moment things. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so this, I mean, this song, I think may, may be one of Puff Daddy's best. Uh, if you think about like his other... I mean, this and Missing You by you know the Puff Daddy. You're, the uh, artist formerly known as Puff Daddy. <laughs> What's that? He had that one record, it was like Puff Daddy and the Family, which yeah. it's a lot of songs that you think of as being Biggie songs or Mace songs, but they're actually, I don't know. I mm-hmm. feel like this is, because he's trying to do, he's not even, he's not a good rapper in general, but this right. he, he's not, he's even trying to be more rock in the way that he's delivering lines. I don't know. I mean, what do you think it was going through? I mean, I, I think he thought this was the best song that has ever been written. I think know? in his mind, he was like exploding genres and he was going to be... It was going to be the biggest song for everybody in the world. I believe that he called Jimmy Page on the phone, and Jimmy Page was hesitant about getting involved because yeah. he controls the rights to yeah. Zeppelin. And I think the story goes like Jimmy Page's son was a fan of Puff Daddy, and Jimmy Page thought this would maybe be a way to help connect with his son by yeah. working with an artist that was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Puff, Puff Daddy's not as bad as this song is. <laughs> I think Puff, Puff Daddy, like, I think, I mean, he was kind of the epitome of the just pay for one sample and just choke the life out of it for yeah. a song. Yeah, but yeah, a lot yeah. of it, like, worked really well. This is just, like, uh, this is really bad. And also, I feel like this is the first time I remember where it wasn't a sample. It was, like, featuring... Yeah, yeah, which was kind of cool. Like, I, mean, I remember, like, I remember Sting like playing like at an awards show along with uh, like the Biggie song. So, yeah, so they were trying to like kind of work that way. That was that was this sort of era? Was there like combined like look, yeah. we blatantly took the sample. Like, why don't, why don't we throw you a bone here? And if I you mean, I guess originally it's like I mean, <laughs> it's t- time to take a drink. But the Aerosmith like Run DMC uh, collaboration was like <laughs> that was kind of a collaboration. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I think in the in the radio uh, edit of that song that's not on the soundtrack, the uh, like profanity was censored with Godzilla Godzilla roars. Oh yes, yes it was. <laughs> no, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, uh, it's insane. It so, also used to play when um, uh, Derek Jeter would come up to the plate. Nice, nice, <laughs> insane. Jeets. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about like you know. Uh, Godzilla 1998 that was 90s New York at its best like that was like a very fun uh, era of New York you know I I can't really describe I also feel like I don't know how how deep we're going to get into the movie but this is a Roland Emmerich film which he loves to destroy cities that's like kind of his thing (laughs) he destroys New York like it's like the same team behind Independence Day yeah Independence Day the people who brought you um, Independence Day the day after tomorrow like uh, but this is like kind of I feel like the last gaps for a big summer movie that wasn't starring like good-looking action stars. This is like Jean Reno, uh, yeah. Matthew Broderick, Hank Azaria. Yeah, like it's all these people, and like there's no like <laughs> like now it would be The Rock or like Channing Tatum. Like you would have to have 
like a good looking star. Yeah. It was just like every like all the acting was kind of a comedy, and then you just had this giant like catastrophe happening behind them. It, it was a very it was a very funny movie. Like there there was so much more emphasis on comedy than there needed to be. It's really uh, weird. Um, I, I, I will say before we move on, uh, the, a quick anecdote about this song. I mean, I I, I love I I'm gonna <laughs> that, express that, my love. I love this song. Um, <laughs> I wrote the lyrics. You should have said this before we started shitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't know. I mean, this is ten year old me, but I, I wrote in my math book. <laughs> Uh, some of the lyrics uh, it was I want to fight you I'll fucking bite you can't stand nobody like you as like an angsty 11 year old or whatever and then uh, I went to uh, my tutor Mrs. Holcomb and we were working through some math problems and oh. on one of the pages was the lyrics I want to fight you I'll fucking bite you whatever and then we just never um, addressed it <laughs> she was just like well um, okay let's just go ahead and work through problem 7 here <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I guess you were the target audience. You were like the suburban white kid. Uh, did, did did not even realize that cashmere existed. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I, I didn't even that, realize that this was a the... sample of you know. <laughs> Nor did I realize uh, Heroes was a cover. You know, I mean it was at the time. At yeah. the time, right? Yeah. I think up next we have a an original song. There we go. By Jamiroquai. <laughs> yeah. <is> deeper Underground. <laughs> Jamiroquai of hat fame. <laughs> Never forget that hat. He's synonymous with the floppy, fuzzy hat. You know? Yeah, I feel like maybe I think I hold the hat against them. I know that there's been kind of like a, a in our generation, I think, a revival of love for Jamiroquai. Yeah. Because Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. Yeah. Canned Heat. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like one of the only examples of 90s funk. And it yeah. and just kind of like happened. And I mean, like, like Beck kind of got into that territory a little bit later. Mm-hmm. This kind of like weird alternative funk thing. I mean, Jamiroquai was lauded in their day. I yeah, think, I think, and I were, think I, I got no issue with Jamiroquai. Yeah, this is not one Maybe of their I better. Do. I don't know. This is like very. This is a five on Jamiroquai. I don't know. It's not bad. It's not good. Well, this was one of the more repetitive songs ever written. <laughs> yeah, I was trying like, to sequence a song, and there's no like, there's no hook that you really want or waiting for. Just I'm going deeper underground. I just kind of. There's too much panic in this town. I guess you would call it a I'm groove. Going, it doesn't really. I'm going. Is this a groove, Nick? Would you call that a groove? The, uh, the no. <laughs> How does that, that song get made? I don't, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean there there is seven seven lyrics in that whole thing. I, it's a groove, I guess. <laughs> it's a groove, baby. Um, <laughs> that was that was an important part. That was the third most successful song on the album, I think. Was that released as a single? Uh, it, it hit. It was Jamiroquai's only number one um, hit in the UK. What? Um, yeah. Oh. Yep. Seriously? Yep. It, they what? they uh, topped the chart in the UK. That was their only number one hit. Good lord. <laughs> my god. Oh my god. My god. <laughs> Dark days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the UK, Dark days. The UK charts are like the weirdest thing. Like they have the whole um, the Christmas number one competition. Yeah. And like it's, it's such a small 
microcosm and, and like things just move up and down and like weird novelty hits just take off and you have like the the cell phone frog voice does a song and it becomes a huge hit yeah i think you know? <laughs> like it, it is it's very hard to like i mean you'd think it'd just be like uh u.s and like like uk charts are slightly different from the u.s but sometimes it it it, it no, like varies wildly, and yeah. I'm like, you know, like what? Why did that song take off there? You're like, yeah, no idea. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta investigate that. Like, what songs just, what American songs blew up in the UK that never really hit it big mm. in the in the United States? Next episode. Mm-hmm. See, what have we got up next? Uh, Tom Morello already making a second appearance on the soundtrack here. Yeah. <laughs> this is Rage Against the Machine with No Shelter. Classic rage. Classic rage. <laughs> Is he talking about Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was making fun of the, the soundtrack that <laughs> yeah, he's on. Yeah, he talked over yeah. it, but uh, that <laughs> was the exact De La Roca. <laughs> yeah. I'm so pissed. There's a, a call out for the thing that just paid them a million dollars to sing a song on their house. <laughs> so much money. This was another 90s band that I kind of missed on. Like, there was... Uh, there, there's something so earnest. And, like, I agree with the politics of Rage yeah. Against the Machine. Right, but you gotta, there's you gotta something. Rage the machine. No one, no you know, like, man. There's something about dreads on a white person <laughs> yeah. that there's no irony. It has to be. It's like a full commitment to something that they probably shouldn't do. Yeah, immediate and, skepticism towards anything else. And rage do. like embodies that, where you're like, they're they're really going for it, and they're super like, there's no there's, and I'm just like, I don't know, I just don't like it. But I mean. Is Paul it, Paul Ryan's favorite band? <laughs> is it not go. hypocritical that like you know they're getting paid on this like corporate like the biggest like blockbuster oh, yeah. movie ever, and then they're they're like we have to do something, we have to shit on it on the album well, to like a, make yeah, it they're like, feel better about ourselves. I guess it was because Morello was obviously involved in like producing some of this album or something, so he must have been like we're doing this, and I don't know. But I, I think I read that they that song took off enough that they like perform it regularly, like it was like a. Oh, this is a huge. This is this is probably top five Regions Machine songs. <laughs> and they talk about Godzilla in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dark days. Dark, Dark days. days. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'll get a lot of hate for not liking Rage Against the Machine. I know. I mean, but I, I think that's. They're a perfectly okay band to shit on, I think, Rage Against the Machine. But, I, I, I mean, I do remember liking them, uh, but I remember not thinking I was cool enough to like them, you know? It's just like, oh, man, like, you gotta be... This is the real <laughs> this deal. This is it, man. <laughs> this is it. This is big time. It's kind of like, I don't know, when I, when I listen to... Uh, I think that Smashing Pumpkins is one of the 90s bands that actually holds up really, really well. Oh, yeah. Except for maybe that... Uh, Despite all my rage, song still just a rat in a cage. Yeah, bullet with butterfly. Because wings? it's like so, now so earnestly '90s. There's yeah. no like, and I mean, uh, the name like, of the song is "Bullet with Butterfly," and that's wings. like Rage, rage <laughs> like, Against the Machine is like always in that kind of zone of like, yeah. And I don't think it ages well, but I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> don't don't at me. That's, so that was the that was the first song that attracted me to Smashing Pumpkins. But now I think you're well, right. Like now way. it's like my least favorite yeah, of their song. You can't. It doesn't because it's, it's so angry. It's so and you're like ah. Whereas yes. like I think that 1979 is like a perfect song. No, oh, yeah, I, I love that song. Um, but that's, I guess that's just 
Billy Corgan, man. Billy Corgan. All the feelings. Tonight, tonight. <laughs> good song, good song. Great song. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's a little bit too. So is the next song Smashing Pumpkins or the last one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what do we got? Up next is a track from an artist that uh, no one saw coming <laughs> on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> ben Folds 5. Oh. Ooh. With Air. This is the five, back when he was still the five. Coming up for <laughs> How did this song get on this soundtrack? I actually kind of like it. I love this song. Like a sea monster ballad moment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was... Maybe I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I feel like Ben Folds 5 was something that people really got into. Yeah. And I think that he's stuck around because there's kind of like a, I think he was maybe considered underrated or, and he's still around. Yeah. But he, I don't know, he had that hit song about abortion. I just couldn't, I just didn't get into it. But that song is pretty good. It's like very, you know, Beatles-y. Yeah. Uh, I, I, with thoughts on Ben Folds. No, yeah, no, it's a, it's a pass for me. Yeah, I, never, never got into. It's it. gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, I, I, I thought I would be alone in this room uh, defending Ben Folds, I mean, and I'm not a wrong. Talented songwriter, talented piano player, for sure. I don't know. Just, I honestly, that that song we just heard is probably the best song we've heard on the soundtrack. Re- really? Well, of of like, I would never go back and listen to any of those other songs intentionally. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like. I'm a big fan of yeah. I'm a big fan of Ben Folds. Uh, I mean, like over time, I think it's maybe diminished, but like, yeah, I think he he writes songs in character, which is kind of cool too. Like you have different sort of like storytelling things. I saw him. I was with my brother, and geez, I must have been like 18 maybe when I saw him. Uh, it was just him, a piano, and a tent, and there were maybe like 400 people in the tent. This is in uh, Rhode Island, and. It just yeah, just him and a piano, and he crushed it, and like incorporated the audience uh, to like make certain noises and like you know like oh, cool. would like point to like sections of the audience to like do um, like certain songs. Kind of like what Dan Deacon will do at his live shows. A oh. lot of engagement. Yeah, yeah, audience yeah. engagement. Yeah, a lot of audience engagement. And I was like, this is an awesome concert. Like I unironically like really enjoyed it. So. Ah, yeah. I think yeah, but I think that Ben Folds is probably one of those guys Folds, that yeah. is going to be around for a long time, and will probably have like like ups and downs of like all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, there's like a new Ben Folds album that everybody's talking about for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what was the oh, the Bens? Was it like Ben Harper, Ben Folds, and Ben Queller? Oh, I do remember. That. Yeah, supergroup. One of the, one of the no. great old supergroups. And we're only talking about one of them now. <laughs> I miss Ben Queller. <laughs> I was gonna say Ben Harper. I miss Ben Harper. Oh, you? Oh. I saw Ben Harper a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's see. Track six. This is uh, Days of the New Running Knees. Yeah, this yep. one. What do you know about this song? What is this song? I, I got nothing on this song. <laughs> but this is... Oh. This is like a... Uh, Poor Man's Primus. Prim- yeah, yeah. I was going to say Alice in Chains. It's got like that... Um, it's like megaphone grunge. <laughs> megaphone grunge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What? God, is that it really does song? have that Alice and Chainsy vibe to but it. But that is like, that's like you, when you start to chart the the way that Alice in Chains starts to like creep towards uh, Creed and like Godsmack. And yeah, like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that. all in that. It's starting to curdle. Like the <laughs> but, you know that was a late '90s sound. Yeah, I think you're right. Like Primus, uh, Primus bassline, adding Alice in Chains. <laughs> if they had had a vocals. couple of more like sonic elements in the song, you know, I think that could have. Here's waiting. Amateur mistake. Oh you got to you got to collaborate with Godzilla. Man. Yeah, he's, he's I, the best. I should have done my research on Days of the New. Um, Wait, is that the band or is that the song? That's the band. Days of the uh, they, they were only around three years before that song came out, which is pretty impressive. Made, <laughs> it, it? made it onto the Godzilla soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> <Ooh. laughs> That's—I mean—that's the worst song we've heard so far. I would agree with that's that. A, that's, I, it may, I hope that at the end of this, that's the worst song that we will have heard. Let's see. <laughs> Who else is on this soundtrack? Who's up next? Uh, Michael Penn. Macy Day Parade. Is it? Have we confirmed that it is Macy Day Parade? It is Macy Macy Day Day Parade. Parade. This is Macy Day Parade. This is just the despondent Godzilla kicking the water. (laughs) This is like. Well, he's like sitting on top of the rubble of like the Empire State Building, lighting up a cigarette. Like, what have I done? Are you happy now, Godzilla? Yeah. Is it worth it? I hope you're happy. I don't know. So this is, I don't know if you realize this, but this is actually Sean Penn's brother. Is it really? It is. Oh, wow. It's Sean. Sean and, and Chris and Penn's brother. R.I.P. Oh. And I think he's married to, like, Amy Mann or something. Okay. So he's obviously, like, an L.A. I think he does some, like, scores and this and that. But, Dude, uh Penn family. Success all around. Yeah, yeah, they're just crushing insane. it. Hollywood royalty. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I remember, this is kind of off topic, but when you were talking about uh, Godzilla smoking a cigarette, there was, when this movie came out, I remember there was a New Yorker article uh, that I read as like a teenager, and it was about some architect, some like uh, architectural um, like professor had broken down all the scenes with Godzilla in different parts of New York. Yeah, and how he was like sometimes half the size and sometimes twice the size depending on the monument he was <laughs> oh, next yeah. to. They just botched, the and, it, and they were just like just trying to break down the mechanics of how he's inside Madison Square Garden, but he's somehow like as big as the Chrysler Building or something. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like traveling, th- like they couldn't find him a lot of the movie, yeah. and he was like traveling to the, the New York City sewer systems, yeah. and like it's they're not it's not that big, like yeah. there's no way. <laughs> Godzilla could travel through the sewers of New York undetected. That's uh, insane. Uh, yeah, and there, there was something about like, oh, it's the perfect habitat for him because it's a, you know, Manhattan's an island surrounded by water, and he can just like swim around undetected. No, you there'd be no time in which the entire city could not see Godzilla. Roland Emmerich has some sort of vendetta against New York because he's destroyed it on film <laughs> like at least a dozen times. Wait, what other movie? I mean, Independence Day. Independence Day. Um, uh, the Day After Tomorrow was the Gyllenhaal yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He did... Um, what was the one where the Mayan calendar is the year, like 2012 or something? It's called 2012. 2012. Yeah. I think everything gets destroyed in that one. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, 
maybe 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 i oversold that but he's like and he's not even american which is like what is this some sort of like weird bone to pick yeah it's some like yeah the cultural center of the world my ass (laughs) yeah blow that stuff i don't need your corporate bs Man, yeah, I remember, like, after it was, I think I, when I moved to New York and I'd been here a couple of years, there was some movie, it might have been, like, Superman or something, mm-hmm. where they were, like, gleefully destroying, like, buildings in New York, even though it was, like, Metropolis or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, I work right there. Like, I work <laughs> under that building. Yeah. I just saw it go down. I was like, did I pay money to watch this? Jesus. Well... Okay, I mean, like, that kind of relates back to the original Godzilla movie. So, yeah. the original Godzilla is 1954, Japan, and sort of the, the theme of that is, like, the chaos, and, and, like, it's all a metaphor for the atomic bombs. Yeah. Uh, even Godzilla's head looks like a mushroom cloud, like, coming out of the yeah, water. Yeah, when it comes over. So, the original 1954 version is, like, yeah, it's, like, the chaos and, like, what do we do when our city's under attack and we don't understand what's attacking us. Um, but most of, most people uh, in America have seen a, a 56 version, which they like inserted like a, an American actor into. Or maybe, maybe oh, Canadian. it was uh, it was Perry Mason. It was uh, uh, Raymond Burr. Was yeah, the actor. Yeah, it was Raymond Burr. It was the guy who went on to play Perry Mason for decades. And so they like re-edited him into a bunch of uh, like new scenes. With <laughs> we like, don't know where it came from, but it wasn't the Americans' fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in the original Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was banned in the United States because uh, it was like, it doesn't look good for us. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, like all the um, all the American uh, re-edit, like, or all those scenes are just, it's so much crappier than the original, like, 54 version, which uh, is now on Criterion. And it's worth watching because it's a compl- cause the one I saw as a kid, the 56 version, like, and like, yeah, this doesn't really make too like it, the the American stuff adds nothing to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it takes uh, away a lot of. We'll talk about it later, but I remember yeah. just like being at my grandparents' house who they had cable, mm-hmm. and I would just mainline. Oh, there was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> there was like uh, maybe this early version of the Sci-Fi Channel. There was some channel, yeah, and it was like over holidays, and they would just marathon the Japanese Godzilla movies. Yeah. And they just get crazier and crazier. There's the one with the tiny twins that sing and, like, Mothra comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah, There's 35 Godzilla movies. Yeah. And, like, I would say 30 of them are crap. (laughs) It's it's so funny, because the first one is literally, like, as a film critic, you could be like, this is a perfect, like, like metaphor, the indictment for, like... uh, like American military testing and the bikini atolls and like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then and it's like tiny twins. I guess it's like some sort of Shinto. No, but then there's like, there's <laughs> aliens. Like these alien guys are invading with a mecha Godzilla. So somehow the aliens know about Godzilla, but they yeah. I don't. I mean, it's nonsense. <laughs> it's all just nonsense stuff after that. And like, I mean, Japanese just love giant monsters or giant robots <laughs> destroying cities. Like, their favorite pastime. The Anne Hathaway movie, where it's like the robot is to, she's controlling. Oh, the robot. Uh, Colossus. Colossus. Yeah, that yeah. one. That one takes a dark turn. And uh, well, I never, I never saw it, but yeah. it, it's darker than you think. Yeah, and uh, hers good. Jason Sudeikis is in it, who I kind of resemble. And I watched that movie with <laughs> Steph, and then yeah. Jason Sudeikis gets like really ugly. Like he gets like really abusive, yeah. And ah. Steph just starts like staring at him, getting mad at you. Yeah, I didn't do it. 
when, you have a, when you have a dream about somebody doing something bad, you never quite forgive them. Uh, that'll take us into our next track. This is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, Walk the Sky by Fuel. Yeah. You may remember Fuel from the 90s. Alright, here we go. This is what would be on Godzilla's iPod. I talk on this podcast a lot about a period in high school when I would go to a bunch of shows and like small clubs in Portland. And I definitely saw Fuel. Yeah? Yeah. And Fuel was Fuel was pretty cool. They had that shimmer song. Yeah. Was, I think I mean it's funny because there was a thing in the like those post grunge bands where they it was essentially all the songs were ballads. Yeah. But then they got hard for no reason halfway through, and they got like, yeah, <laughs> metal. Like, I I equate fuel with like Bush. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, like, like Eve Six. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Eve Six. Uh, we talked about Eve Six before on this podcast. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like Glycerine is like, I mean, it's a total oh, yeah. ballad, but like the way he's singing it is so intense and grungy. <laughs> Glycerine. Well, I think they. It's like the labels are essentially like you need to be extreme. As in extreme did more than words. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but we don't want to be extreme. The band that's known for like a acoustic like yeah, folk I... song when we're a metal band. Yeah. And so it's like it's like we have to try to make we have like a pure like a part of the song where it gets like thrashy, <laughs> and uh, fuel is definitely part of that. I don't know. I I have like some nostalgic, like uh, like a few feelings attached to fuel. Yeah, that's well. That's in your Portland genetics. Yeah. Is that song? Is that song bad or is that song good? I I mean, I, it, it's it's a point in time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a very '90s mm-hmm. um, sound that you just don't quite hear anymore. I mean that that's you know '93.3, The Edge, like the those alternative uh, rock stations in the '90s that like crushed. Man, I used to love listening to those, but I, I don't think. I would jam to that song too often anymore. But... Maybe it's bad, but if you put it up next to that uh, that bended knee song or whatever, uh... <laughs> running yeah, weak but... knees, whatever. <laughs> yeah, weak knee, knees, the knees. <laughs> Days uh, of the new. Oh, like that fuel song is way better than that song. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we can we play Days of the New? Again? <laughs> no, 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 no. We gotta move on. I'm not saying that Fuel is underrated, but they're rated. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. They're rated. They're, we we rate them. <laughs> what have we got up next? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the Poo Fighters A320. Hey man, you gotta get you gotta get Grohl, dude. Grohl, man. Is it you and I, Chris, talking about starting a band called Grohl? <laughs> <laughs> it's misspelled. <laughs> yeah, this song was commissioned for the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, also, the first uh, when they got Taylor Hawkins uh, at the time, this was like their first song recording in the studio together. Yeah. They got paid a buttload of money to make the song for the soundtrack. And there's a story about them on tour somewhere. Like they're in Alabama and they. Like, we should go see Godzilla. We should see our song in the movie. And they go to, a th- they find a theater. They go, they sit through the movie. The song never plays. Did not appear on <laughs> the It, it plays yeah. at like the tail end of the credits. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Come on. Yeah, this is a, 
you know, we've we've encountered this on a few other uh, soundtracks. That like, yeah, some of the songs just aren't in the movie, and you're like, well, how does this even make sense that you can throw this on the soundtrack and it doesn't appear in the film? Well, my favorite uh, '90s like soundtrack phenomenon is the music from and inspired by. Yeah. Oh yeah, inspired by Insp- the motion picture. This song was inspired by a movie that hadn't come out yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just really loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Foo Fighters, I've always been a little blah on them. I actually, I think I was reading about this that it's actually thought of as like a better Foo Fighters song than a lot. This one is? Yeah. And this, the name of this A320. <laughs> Airplane model? Uh, I think yeah. this song set the groundwork for probably what became um, Learn to Fly. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. And. Yeah, this is a little a little soft as far as Foo Fighters go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, Dave Grohl's going soft through Grohl. emotional stuff, you know, at this point in his life. <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. I, I, as far as Foo Fighters songs go, this is probably one of my least favorite. Um, but, you know, it's inspired by the film, which that's important, I think. <laughs> I don't know. The Foo Fighters are one of those bands that somehow has, like, existed in this weird gray area where they never... They, they haven't really changed that much. Mm-hmm. Like, their sound does It's not like a, like, No Doubt becomes Gwen Stefani, where it be, everything becomes pop or, like, hip-hop or something. It's like, they're kind of doing the same thing, and they never really go away, and they never get, like... I mean, I guess they headline festivals sometimes, so they're huge, but they're, like... They're just kind of <clears> there. They're just there, and they've always been there. Well, it's just Dave Grohl, really. Because yeah. he plays all the instruments on the recordings, correct? But then when they tour, he uses, like, other uh, musicians? Yeah, he will, like, uh, someone will lay down drums, he may go in and re-record stuff, but at this point it might be a mix of everybody. Really? But, yeah, at one point it was him kind of doing everything. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's funny when when artists do that, they they can't, a lot of, it's, like, difficult to admit that you're, it's basically just you. Yeah. Like, I remember there was some article recently where Jack White was, like, yeah, the White Stripes is pretty much just me. Yeah. And they're like, how dare you? And it's like, she was a drummer! <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry. sorry. What? Well, I wrote all those songs? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lynn has no problem letting oh, you know yeah. that he's the mastermind behind ELO. Yeah. It's a big well, that thing. Was, I remember the guy from The Shins, he like... He, they've Steve been, Malcolmus. Yeah, no. No, oh, sorry. Uh, Steve Jeez. Merritt? or He'd been bouncing around... God. Can't believe I said um, <laughs> I can't believe this. I jumped on that real quick for something. Like the Shins had been around a long time before they name, hit though? big. Yeah. And uh there was like a, a period I think when he knew that they were about to blow up, so he like I think he cut everybody loose <laughs> yeah. and like rehired a bunch of new people to be like This oh, is just no. me, man. God, what a snake move, <laughs> well, man. <laughs> um but even that, I think he put out a record in his own name once, too. <laughs> I don't know why. James Mercer? Yeah, yeah, James yeah, yeah. Mercer. Oh, there you go. Um, it's like a, a New Mexico yeah. band. That's like one of those things, like, when you you fire everybody before Christmas so you don't have to pay their bonuses. <laughs> that sort of deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, dick move. Yeah, just, like, scumbag move. Man. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like, you know, you, like, win the lottery and then you, you like, go home and you, like, get a divorce and you don't tell your husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the American dream right there. <laughs> right. Uh, Nikki, where, where are we at in this podcast? 
Uh, we should take a break. Okay, we're going to take our, our mid-episode break. And then we're going to start back with something really fun. Oh, we got a fun little segment when we come back. <laughs> a little game coming up, game. so stick with us. Okay. We'll be back right after this. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there. Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at TracklistingPod. And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is TracklistingPodcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh, TracklistingPodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, no Facebook. <laughs> no Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old. You ruined our democracy! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love y'all. We're back with more Godzilla. <laughs> Such a great sound. I fall asleep to that sound every night. <laughs> okay, so before we get back to the soundtrack, I actually have a segment here uh, that we're calling Covers Blown. Where new segment. New segment. New segment. Amazing. So we deal with a lot of mediocre covers in the well, as we do these soundtracks from week to week. Uh, but I like took a little bit of a dive like through the mediocre into the subpar, into like famously bad <laughs> it covers. Really went down the hole. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna quiz you guys a little bit. Uh <laughs> so round one, you'll you'll pick it up as we go. I'm gonna give you uh, the artist and then I'm gonna give you three songs and you have to decide which one they actually covered. Okay. 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 All right, so uh, wait, I'm confused. So we're gonna do two <laughs> rounds in this episode, and this is the uh, this is the female pop star uh, episode. Oh, so, okay. So we're starting it's with very Sha- exciting Shakira. I don't mm. know how how well you guys are know Shakira. Very very Colombian no. pop star. You might you might know her for some some dancey Latin pop music. Uh, but what you might not know... <laughs> what else would you know her for? Well, you might know well, her Doritos for, uh, commercial. for a cover of an Australian rock classic. Oh. Caleb, okay. you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want you to tell me whether she covered uh, NXS's classic, New Sensation. Oh, yeah. We love NXS here. Uh, yeah. Men at Work. I don't know if you guys like Men at Work. Down Men Under. Work, yes. Do you know Down Under? Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I, I, More than you know. Or the third, the third option, ACDC, Back in Black. So Shakira. Shakira. I mean, Land Down Under would be ridiculous to cover, and I, I, I want that to be the truth, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Well, let's see. Oh, oh, okay. When you say you want it, you're hoping Thinking because it hoping. would be bad. <laughs> oh yeah, and like in anyone doing uh, Land Down Under besides Men at Work, which is like the most Australian band ever. Uh, anyone doing that cover would just be like, why, why, why? Uh, I think it's Back in Black because that uh, it just makes the most sense to me. The first one was what? Uh, in excess with new in sensation. Excess, new sensation. I should tell you that this is off of a 2004 album, live and off record. So it's a live recording, but it was it was actually released as an album. I want to say Back in Black, and I want to say that was also in a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's let's consult over here. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, side table. You think men at work? I think so. You think men at work? Maybe. I don't think it's men at work, but Land Down Under just seems. I yeah. mean, unless it was like a joke. In excess is getting no love. I just don't think it would be in excess because that song, New Sensation, doesn't lend itself very well to being a covered. 
but well you guys don't have to agree you can you can pick different songs i'm gonna stick with minute work you think minute work you think shakira covered land on under it sounds weird enough where it might actually be the case yeah yeah i think it's back in black but all right why don't you play this is uh, our our reveal round one big reveal here we go Woo! We love you, Shakira! <laughs> oh boy. Uh, don't like, don't like the start of this. <laughs> this is not good this already. Does not sound like black and black to me. The band's on ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in this concert? <laughs> Caleb just sent us, he's like, uh, it's like a fish live recording. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah! Oh, why? Really? What? What on earth? She does have a very feline voice. Well, all the things that we could get a cease and desist for, we're going to get a cease and desist for this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) RIAA is going to come down. Wow. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Gosh, she does have such a weird voice. (laughs) There's that. This is that Christina Aguilera. (laughs) Which I fuck like. Is that good singing to do that in a song? Wow. There we go. Just Dang. a just a brutal cover. I normally I wouldn't pick a uh, if she was just performing live and somebody recorded it, but it was actually released as a live. Record. Yeah, that that band needs some rehearsal. <laughs> Jesus, guys, rent a rehearsal room. Jesus, <laughs> the vocally she was really just like running in all directions. I know. Yeah, brings it up, brings it down. All right, I gotta give credit to. I gotta give credit. I thought that the the down under might sell a little bit because she's Colombian, so maybe she was doing like a. Down, <laughs> down under. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna be fantasizing about this cover that never happened. No, I, I mean, I mean to. <coughs> yeah, I still I stand by my statement to do land down under. At all is insane. It's like, are you an Australian band that loves being from Australia? If no. you are, please write in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should cover uh, Landon Under. Oh, yeah, it could be a TC cover. All right, so round two. Oh, here we we're, go. We're sticking with the okay. female pop stars. Excellent. This is something that probably a lot of listeners will know. I'm kind of banking on, on a blind spot from you guys, but this is probably a lot more of a famous cover. Uh, in certain circles. So Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In I've heard two, of her. 2000, only a couple years after uh, Godzilla's soundtrack changed the world, uh, <laughs> she put out her sophomore, de- the, the Oops, I Did It Again record. Yes. I remember that. Great. But record. did you know that on Oops, I Did It Again, she covered a classic British Invasion rock song? Oh. It sounds, this sounds vaguely familiar. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So did she cover Come Together by the Beatles? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Okay. Maybe. Maybe she did. Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Ooh. Or You Really Got Me by the Kinks. Hmm. Chris, you want to consult over here? I think the Kinks sounds right. So it's, wait, we got uh, Come Together. By the Beatles. By the Beatles. Give Me Shelter. Can't Get No Satisfaction. Can't Get No Satisfaction. <laughs> by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> And nice the hot kinks. Bugs. 
what was the one by the Kings? You really got me. You really got me. I remember this happening. This is the Jeopardy level from Mario when you're underwater <laughs> yeah. and it's frozen. Come together. Waluigi's Mike. the host. I'm, I'm trying to think like who had the rights to what. Like, do you think label wise? Label wise, Britney Spears label had the rights to the Beatles songs, and I, that makes more sense than them having the rights to the Kinks or uh, the Rolling Stones stuff. Yeah, to me, that might be right. So and come together. I could easily see. I could see her singing that. Um, I could see her singing that more so than the other ones, but. First round, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we love audio surprises here yeah. on track <laughs> I'm going to say come together. You're going to say come together? I'm going to say come together. I'll say come together as well. All right. Okay. Oh boy, here we go. Let's see. Two. Uh, Brittany, what have you done? Oops, I covered this song. <laughs> Oops, I covered this. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that makes that makes sense. I was worried. Like, you have a sister. I thought maybe you would have yeah. heard this through the. Hey, you've got a sister. Walls. You got a sister. Maybe, maybe. I had never fucking heard this thing, but this was a huge I, album. I've never heard this. Oh wow! I can't unhear John Early's impression of Britney Spears. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's amazing. I, I thought he was overdoing it, but like. Oh, this is where it gets very Max Martin. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow, there we go. A '90s dragon. This is like a bad cover, just because the original song is so good. Yeah. But this is this is. Leagues ahead of that Shakira's. <laughs> this is like, yeah. this is fine. This yeah, is like production value here. I yeah. mean, this is bad. <laughs> like, let's not. Let's not. It, yeah. was a, it was a bad idea, but I think it was executed as well as that bad. Hey, idea man, comparison could be. is the death of joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, thanks. Thanks for playing yeah, that game. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Caleb. I hope you, uh, yeah, think of it. Keep it in your head. Get some strategy for next episode because I got a couple, wow. like, a couple more. Yeah, yeah, Quizmaster over here. I really love this Jeopardy trap remix. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever made that, Jeremiah Jeremiah MC one hundred. Shout out! Thank you very much. Shout out he to also said, I do not own the rights to the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> Three hundred twelve thousand seven hundred eighty views. I've been watching so much Jeopardy. Wow, we should jump back into the soundtrack here. Let's see where, where did we leave off? Right back in, I think. Uh, uh, I, I know. Where oh, we this are. is this is a big. This is the big moment. one. This is, this is big, the big guys, one, baby. Guys, this, is big. this is why I picked it. This is, uh, <laughs> this is a song by Green Day. Yeah. Brain Stew, which you may remember off of Nimrod, mm-hmm. their second album. A second album, uh, and one of our favorite things here on the show is songs with parentheses, and within these parentheses. Is the Godzilla remix? Yeah, I, I not you, featuring Godzilla. Before you play it, I want to say that Godzilla I, actually remixed, remixed the song himself. in the studio. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I found it listed somewhere, like on a YouTube track. Somebody had put it uh, featuring Godzilla, which I really <laughs> tickled. They managed to get a hold of his people. And he's got the manager, <laughs> that phone call, like trying to deal with it. answers the phone. You're like, is, just busy. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting Rodan currently, and like, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, is this Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> Leave a message. So that's <laughs> all right. So a new voicemail. <laughs> we gotta hear this. Yeah. This is <laughs> this Green is Day. Green Day. Brain, Brain stew. stew. 
the and, Godzilla yeah, Featuring remix. Godzilla is actually more accurate. <laughs> but, yeah. Versus... It's not even a remix. Just adding Godzilla noises to the goddamn... Oh, wow, it's pensive. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Whoa. I love this song. Yeah. It's a great tune. I really do. I mean, I love Green Day. I think I, yeah, I bought this Godzilla soundtrack. I'm just remembering now. I think I bought it for yeah. this song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Most people did. Yeah. So did you, did you put it together that there were added sounds for no reason as a kid? Or did you just kind of assume that they were always in the song? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even blink together. at hearing that sound. I thought it was like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do they? How do they do that? Not, like, what? I remember downloading this like even like years later on like Napster and like nah I'm gonna need the Godzilla on this one. Oh <laughs> like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> All right, guys. This is I, I mean I don't even, okay. So I was at Camp Balcony Springs. <laughs> oh, here we I had go. the soundtrack. Uh, could not get over how great this version was. <laughs> um, and you know, like you do weird things at camp as a kid, right? No. <laughs> but um, well, my camp was I pretty remember, normal. Uh, Ra- Ryan <laughs> like Youngblood, not that weird. <laughs> yeah. that weird. Ryan Youngblood sang the lyrics to this song. Another kid uh, did the guitar. Wait, that's an awesome name. And uh, I can't remember who did the guitar. Oh, I and think then I, know I was where this is going. I was in charge of doing the Godzilla noise. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was necessary. That's amazing. Um, All right, so I, I was doing a, a little bit of research for this album. And, <laughs> oh and I, I want to say up front that I had no idea that they, there had been a Godzilla remix of the, of the Green Day song for this oh. until you told me about it. What? Really? Yeah. I, oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I knew, like, I think I had the Green Day record. Anyways, uh, so I found somebody's um, dormant Tumblr blog called the Godzilla Remix Project. <laughs> Which is, uh, this is all it says. In 1998, Green Day remixed their classic Brain Stew for the soundtrack of Godzilla remake by adding Godzilla roars. No one has used this remix method since, until now. Oh and it's boy. just a string of like successfully more bizarre songs with Godzilla noises added to them. With like no, it's like no no likes no comments like nobody yeah. is following. <laughs> There's no it's interaction. Digital cul-de-sac. This is like zero yeah. web web one point oh. It's just like the numbers are. That's, it's it's yeah. in the archive. <laughs> wow. It's gonna be sad. Like all those tumblers are gonna be like shut down and like vintage internet in like three years and like it's gonna be some. It, it's gonna be like a. Uh, a sad day, you know, like when like we don't have these weird, yeah, <laughs> internet cul-de-sacs. I don't really know how old this Tumblr page is or when the last time it was updated, but uh, could we get a couple? A couple of my favorites. There's yeah, let's, the. Uh, let's get a little taste of this. Uh, this first one here, you <laughs> may, you may recognize this classic song. Made better. It's made really better. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Beautiful. Oh god. You guys want to like? Yeah, let's open a bottle of wine. Um. Is there like a candelabra we could light? Yeah, <laughs> a couple of candles in the wind. You know my name? Oh, yeah. That's really nice. So good. Love that drop. Yeah. <laughs> He's the king. He's the king. 
Team Monsters. <laughs> I, I respect the the restraint of the person that put these together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They actually like. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> get into really, it. Really, he's really. It's a slow it burn. <laughs> slow burn. I would have landed probably two Godzilla roars before that, even yeah, the yeah. first one. <laughs> for sure. That's tasty. I would have done it right out. Would you know my name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He, he, oh, um, it really, it really, really makes you, it makes you lean in for that Godzilla. Noise. <laughs> All right, I have, I have one more that I that I found off of this blog that I thought was Boy. pretty amazing. Let's see what the next track is here. Let's see if you listeners at home recognize this theme. Yeah. Right in, right in if you recognize this song. <laughs> yeah. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Love this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I want to see that show. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, when he gets all the way to Seattle and he yeah, starts he just tearing it. apart the Space Needle. Western Seaboard. Yeah. Like a terrible roommate. <laughs> yeah, we got, we also, we got to figure out what the fuck was going on when Dr. Fraser Crane was recording Toss Salad and Scrambled? Like, was that was that Kelsey Grammer pushing that, or was that... What yeah, happened? It had to What happened there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he like, look, I, I wrote I wrote this song. Come on, he to, he put was, it on that. He there. was like, Kelsey Grammer's a big swinging dick coming off of Cheers. He'd write his own checks, and he's like, I'm gonna have a... I'm gonna have a brother who's even like more quirky than me, and they're like, "Whatever you want, Kelsey." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do the theme song. They're like, "Oh boy, give it to him!" <laughs> oh gosh, I get to pick the dog. It's a Jack Russell Terrier. Whatever you want, Kelsey. <laughs> he had a uh, he had a weird competition with that dog. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, in his biography, oh, they were like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." They were like, "What is going on with uh, Eddie and?" <laughs> And Kelsey Grammer, that he's like, he seems jealous of yeah, the dog. It's a strange. Like, in se- there were some articles, like several interviews, he's like said like weird biting comments about the dog. Everyone's like, dude, relax, man. <laughs> so I did see to get back to the uh, to the Green Day song. There was like a weird thing where. Um, <laughs> I don't want to bring the podcast down, but after 9 11. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was a pre 9 11 uh, Godzilla yeah. attack. <laughs> yeah. True. So, uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, Clear Channel, the uh, you know the company that owns all the radio stations yeah. like uh, nationwide, yeah. they put out a list of songs for their stations to like flag and not play after 9 11. Oh, whoa. Because really? of how like uh, they could be unintentionally insensitive. And there's like a list here. Uh, <laughs> Some of the, like talking heads burning down the house. Um, what? Third Eye Blind Jumper. Some of them are like the songs that were in heavy rotation that are like a little, and then some of them are like the Tramps Disco Inferno. What? The Step Back from the Ledge. Yeah. Wait, so these were not suitable for America in a post They like put they they put a like a hold on all these songs. Uh you two <sighs> Sun, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Van Halen Jump. And for some reason, uh, oh. Brain Stew was also blacklisted. Weird. Uh, dancing in the streets. <laughs> dancing in the streets? <laughs> yeah. It's like, America can't handle this song right well, now. it's like if it was a couple days later and then somebody <laughs> showed oh, the radio oh, it and dancing. it's like, oh, okay. you're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, jeez. I don't know what, I guess what, Yeah, what would Brain Stew? I guess it's just talking about depression? Um, I'm trying eyes, to think of any of the lyrics. I feel like, like they're, they're going to bleed. bleed. 
Counting sheep right there in. On my own. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Leaving yeah. a jet plane was apparently... Just anything to do with planes? Yeah, nothing about like... planes or jumping off of things. Wow. Weird. That's Weird. Bizarre. Yeah. Well, that'll take us into track 11. <laughs> this is Silverchair with Untitled. Yeah. They really couldn't pick a title for this song? Untitled. Just like slazy. Man, this the essence of this song has no label, man. You know? Dude, they were probably still like 14-year-olds when they made this song. Silver Chair? Silver Chair was okay, so I I have like a very vivid memory when I was a child. Yeah. Which is I was at a record store and I was looking at CDs and I, did, I think I had enough money for like one. This song is playing in the they background. The, this was, was this the one with the frog? They had the frog stomp. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this song was on it, but frog stomp had just come out. Yeah. And I had never heard it, but I the cover was so amazing to me. This like graphic picture of just this green frog on a white background. Yeah. Love and that. I just sat and I was like had this inner struggle of like, I want to buy it, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I chickened out and I didn't buy it. And it was turned out to be these thirteen year old like kids from Australia doing a, like a Nirvana impression. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that was that was something bizarre. Because uh, like I think I feel like in record stores you could try out the record. Be like, can I listen to this a little bit? I there mean, was, do you think there was one place in Portland I remember you could do that, but like most places you most couldn't. Places, but like CD stores, hell no. There no. were, and there, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. there were so many CDs I did buy based on like I've heard of this band yeah. and this and the cover looks cool. Cover looks cool. The Maybe other I'll weird thing it. to think about, you go in, I literally like I remember seeing this spread across a wall. Yeah. Like they would put out like forty copies. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it make more sense just to have like forty different albums that people might want to buy? Nah. It's all got, just like it was pushed. like a label push. Yeah. Uh, this song is just more unfortunate commissioning of a swampy rock sludge. Yeah, well, this this is definitely just... like retrograde. This is like four years too old. Like it sounds like a '94 grunge song. Yeah, it does. Because well, it's just now arriving in Australia. In <laughs> Dude, they uh, you gotta I drain think... the rock swamp. <laughs> it was like a weird. Yeah, that was a weird band, and they they like looked like Hanson and sounded like Eddie Vedder. It was super bizarre. Best of both worlds, huh? For some reason, I, I wanted remember... to include them in the uh, the Shakira quiz, but I feel like nobody would have picked the Frog Stomp. That's <laughs> yeah. the song she covered. I mean, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I remember Silver Chair being like really hardcore. Uh, <laughs> when I was like a middle schooler. Yeah, it was quite the opposite. It's just the the most non-hardcore version of everything. <laughs> I will say that the the, sing, the single down. off of that Frog Stomp record. If I had if I had bought it, I probably would have been fine with it as a kid, because mm-hmm. it was like a very you know it's like early stuntable pilots where it sounded like yeah. better and everybody was just doing that grunge voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I think Silverchair actually had like a pretty long career, yeah, but mostly because they existed yeah. in the bubble of uh, of Australia, so you can just kind of like ride that wave. <laughs> yeah, you have like a continent with four bands in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That'll take us into track number 12. This is Out There by Fuzzbubble. Crashing someone's planet Are you out there? On some devil ship from Mars And if you're out there 
Fuzz bubble, huh? <laughs> yeah. They were signed to uh, Sean Puffy Comes' as Bad Boy Record. Yeah. I like, I, a I little looked, connection here. I looked around the table and I saw the three of us gearing up with the same one fact. <laughs> it's like, like I, I actually, you know, I, uh, I read about them that they were actually uh, <laughs> signed by Bad Boy Records. Uh, which, uh, which begs the question, uh, did uh, P. Diddy Puff Daddy Sean Combs um, did he hear them on the Godzilla soundtrack and go like, no, 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 no. these guys are going to be hit? No, 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 no. Oh, he brought them on. Yeah, he brought the them on. Oh. I, most definitely. Like, yeah. uh, this, most definitely, actually. I remember there was this period where I think he was, I mean, in part of that whole, um, the whole Led Zeppelin track is he was trying to like become more than just a hip hop brand. And so I think there was a very conscious effort. He was going to start signing these rock bands and like, he knows talent, not just like, yeah. Hip hop talent. And yeah. It turns out that he just knew hip hop. He's got to do one of those masterclass videos soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what knowledge could uh, Puff Daddy impart on us? I don't know. Did you ever watch the making? The he band? teaches you where to put the Godzilla sound effect yeah. in songs. Dylan. Yeah. When he was doing, yeah, that the making of the band thing. We're drop it he in would right like, here. He would send people like to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge to get him pastries and stuff. Yeah. That was the way he was trying to like teach them about hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> So okay, I uh, I'm, I'm pulling a uh, an old Ben Stiller here, like Sean P Diddy Papa Diddy Pop. But what is it? <laughs> you know? But he did. So it was <laughs> it was uh, Puff Daddy. Yeah. And then it was Sean Puffy Combs. Maybe it was. It might be even been Sean Combs before that. Sean Combs. Um, that's his actual name. Though. That's his actual name. And then There's P Diddy in there. P Diddy, or there was Diddy, and then P Diddy. I think it was P. Diddy and then Diddy. Uh, then Diddy. This, but, was, this was before all that, I think. He was still just straight up Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy, for sure. Uh, Which is a name that you should change after a while. <laughs> yeah. And I think he had some... There was some, like, altercation he had, and then he immediately changed his name to, like, P. Diddy right after that. Like, I think he, like, gun slapped somebody at, like, a, an award show. Oh, yeah. And then was like... <laughs> oh, I'm P Diddy now. <laughs> like, to like ch- to like take heat off of him for like the other thing. I was like, I I love the fact my name that to something ridiculous. The fact know. that like a lot, I think a lot of um, the new generation of rappers have learned the lesson of the past, and they're like, I'm Travis Scott. And it's like I'm Vince Staples. And it's yeah. just like we don't need <laughs> these names. Don't age well. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of them. Uh, Except for everybody's little something, little pump. I think there's a fair amount of uh, rap names still. But back out there. then, there was no like, who was Wiz, the, who was the Wiz first Khalifa. rapper you remember that just went by his straight up name? Uh, ooh, first one I remember. Yeah, Eric B. Rakim. I mean, he was like the DJ. Yeah. Prince didn't even change his name. It was just the artist formerly known. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> like to new. get out of a label dispute, correct? Yeah, that was like a, a little bit of a label problem. Yeah. All right, what do we have? Yeah, this is we... this is where the average listener would have tuned out. Uh, in oh yeah, the Godzilla. Is anyone out track. there? Yeah. 
this, this, this after fuzz bubble, you just kind of go like, yeah. I think we're I good. Yeah. Yeah. This soundtrack <laughs> ends like a lot of our podcasts. Yeah. It just, kind of it just fizzles out. It fizzles. Well, it, fuzz, it just kind of fuzz bubbles out. <laughs> but uh, I, I dig that, that out there. New term. That, that was a classic... That was a classic 90s like soundtrack thing. Like, are you out there? <laughs> so much 90s guitar, you know, that, that could be at a party. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, kids driving around at the beginning. Anyhow. Summer camp. Yeah, summer camp. Mentioned. <laughs> so is this, let's should, see if this. Shouldn't go without saying that that was a terrible song, though. Next song, uh, right? <laughs> let's see if this next song could have been played at your summer camp. This is, uh, this is Joey Deluxe with Undercover. This Gosh, song is that, so weird. Yeah, Just I don't know. Like a scene from a movie that oh, no, this is not at summer camp. The There's something very European about... What is this song? Magic, a laugh and a it's something that's affection. definitely in the movie because it suits a weird comedic sequence. Right. This is Probably like, with the French actors, because there's something weird. Like, this would be like in a Luc Besson film or something. Ugh. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Joey Deluxe, but no. Like, no, Joey, <laughs> no. Poor Joey. Somebody, like, scrubbed the internet because I couldn't find anything about Joey Deluxe. <laughs> done, like, one other song like some The DMCA has removed all search results from this guy. <laughs> you know, I think he was, like, maybe a PA working on different things, and he, like, got it. Somehow. I mean, he clawed his way up. That's gotta was, be, like... There was, like, one other mention. It was another movie. I don't know. That's gotta be, like, the introduction of Jean Renault. I, w- I wish I had remembered what part of the movie this was, but, like... Yeah, it's like a weird seedy coffee shop on like the Upper East Side <laughs> that like they go into, and that mm. song's playing there or something like you know I don't know. And it's kind of like Roland Emmerich is like, so can we find somebody to actually inst- like? I ha- there's things that I want in the script that I can't get anybody to say, so can we hire somebody to sing it while it happens? <laughs> Maybe it's Tommy Wiseau <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you get, if if the listeners don't. If they're not crazy about that track, they're they're not gonna like the next two. Yeah, <laughs> stick with us, folks. <laughs> Old David Arnold. <laughs> what David Arnold? So now we're getting into like, there's a few uh, movie soundtracks that I think about. Like maybe we should do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I remember. There's like this songs in that, and I look at it, and the actual soundtrack is like an even split. There's like maybe four rock songs between the score, and then a bunch of score. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Which we're trying to avoid, just like yeah. There's there's nothing to, but this is like one of the only soundtracks I remember seeing where they just kind of put some score at the end, just tacked it on at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is David Arnold with um, opening titles. Oh shit! I feel like if you really like lived by your convictions, they would have put this at the beginning of the soundtrack. Yeah. No. Nah, you gotta they, lead with. Uh, they really just. Yeah, I like that this is the uh, second to last track. They literally relegated it to like. You gotta lead with wallflowers on this one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the execs at Epic Records yeah. <laughs> putting this together. Yeah, very scory. Oh yeah, like the soldier marching sort of thing. So this is this is when like, yeah, you know, they're the title. I guess the text crawl is all about like nuclear testing and stuff so right. that makes sense and then but, Raymond Burr pops up and he's yeah. like actually it wasn't the testing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. somebody else did I don't know yeah this is their own fault um, <laughs> also uh, 
Raymond Burr's character name in the original Godzilla was uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Classic American name, Steve Martin. Um, I kind of like that actually. Yeah, I mean, David Arnold is like he's like a big film composer. He did a lot of the James Bond stuff. I think he also did Independence Day and uh, Stargate. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Stargate was another role in Emmerich. Mm-hmm. This I feel like he was God- he was Roland's go-to was, guy. Was a little bit of a dip for Roland. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, you can't compete with Independence Day. Independence Day. I remember watching. I think it was on. Like, uh, it, it came out on, like, the 4th of July. I remember going to see it in the theater, and it was fucking awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah, it, it was everything you'd want as, like, a, a blockbuster. And the tone of that thing movie. is, like, nailed. It, like, makes sense. It's, like, funny. It, like, everything is right in there. It's, like, the... It seems, like, in one world... Like, I don't know. Godzilla's weird. It's, like, it, the characters are too goofy, and, like... Yeah. Not enough Foo Fighters songs in the movie, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, so we have one more one more song. We have another David Arnold, yeah. a double Arnold coming up. This is um, looking for clues. <laughs> I love these like scory <laughs> titles for songs. Yeah. This is so intensely Harry Potter. I know. And what were we saying earlier? A little Home Alone, <laughs> a little a little Home Aloney, little uh, you know, um, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Hook, Hook soundtrack, Hook, perhaps. Either. Oh, Chris and I just watched Hook recently. Love the it. real question, like, we probably should have just not even addressed these songs. Yeah, <laughs> we should, honestly, we should have. They should not have uh, included them on the soundtrack. I mean, nor should we. Nor should we, we we're, we're making fun of people for making the same decision we made. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's our podcast. Yeah. All right. So while we're listening to Looking Harry Potter. It's time. It's time Where to address. Could Godzilla it's, have gone. It's time to. I am Harry. It's time to rate this record. Yeah, uh, we're gonna end with Darden. Okay. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Executive decision. <laughs> Executive decision. <laughs> That's fine. Fine. Uh, what I mean. Okay. Fifteen stars. Out of fifteen stars, decimal points included. Decimal points allowed. Little, um, little stars. I would give <laughs> this record. A two point two. What? Yeah. Wow. Are you fucking serious right now? It's a two. Like, there's no, there's no song on here that I ever want to hear again. <laughs> it's it's the worst. Uh, I think it's the worst album that we've done. Wow. We have pure shock wow. over on this other side I of the am, table. I am speechless. Yeah. Right I now, wanted Caleb. you to go last because yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to artificially inflate the average by giving some ridiculous <laughs> no. score. But this is like this is a bad album. This was a great album I was, pick. I gotta say, this was a great album pick. I loved you. making fun of it. Uh, I'm like mad at you right now. You <laughs> I'm know, actually uh, mad at you. If the Green Day song was left on there unimpeached, then I could be like, oh, there's one song, but it's like literally like, oh, there's a song I like made like crazy worse by this weird choice. <laughs> If anyone out there listening has ever fought over the Godzilla soundtrack, please Please, write in and let us know the fight that you had and and if it was resolved. All right, all right, Nick. And Nicky. Out of 15 stars. Out of 15. (laughs) Jesus. You do look really upset. I am upset. Uh, I will say... The brain stew, do you think, because there is a little bit of dead air in, like, the, like, damn it, Damn it. Damn it. What do you think movie execs were like, ah, there's a little bit of dead air there. We can uh maybe spruce that song up a bit, right? Don't you think we can do that? I can't imagine 
one actual real life scenario where somebody would make that decision to do that to a song. Yeah, I mean it's it because none of the other songs do it except no. for the Puff Daddy song. Maybe has it at one point. No, during the really. six minutes we're that not, is, uh, we're not sure who is responsible for doing that, but you know it is unforgivable. And there's a lot of there's a lot of songs on there that are made for the soundtrack, but they didn't do that to those songs. Yeah, they did it to a pre-existing. I don't know. That's man. a song that had been around for a bit yeah. before the soundtrack. Right. I'm sorry to hijack your your. Rating no, it's fine. Time. Why don't you why don't you go ahead? <laughs> no, no, come on, come on. And remember, size does matter. It's All the right. tagline of the film. Oh, God. <laughs> it's 90s humor. Yeah. Gosh. All right, 15 stars. Yeah, there. 15 King stars. stars. There's so much on this soundtrack that's just <laughs> unforgivable. It's a, God, you it's guys. just swampy. Swampy rock sludge. <laughs> I, I'm going to give this album a... Four, a four point two you guys, out of fifteen guys. stars in the sky. <laughs> See, I went four point two, be, two point seven. Yeah. Before you lock that in, I want you to say that's all, you're almost giving it like a third of the stars possible. So are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to go lower, man? Yeah, sure I, wanna... I, I really think. Come that on you're, down here. It's nice down here, man. You're like seeing. You're down. seeing the pain in Chris's mm. eyes, and you're giving an extra yeah, star. To that's that. fine. <laughs> all right, Chris. I'm gonna, stick, with, I'm gonna Honest, stick with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honestly, stick with my rating. I, I'm I'm reconsidering what would have been my highest score. On this <laughs> was this above a a ten for you? Yes. Originally, yes, it was. It was, and I, and I and it's hard for me to separate this from nostalgia, uh, but I really like. I really liked this uh, soundtrack <laughs> growing up. I really did. Also, it went platinum. There were over a million copies sold of this soundtrack. So the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, I, think, I think the songs speak even louder. <laughs> okay, so let, let's look through... <laughs> literally louder song. Oh, man. Come With Me by Puff Daddy... Terrible song. <laughs> ...is perhaps his magnum opus. He had an or- orchestra orchestra playing in some of his They re-recorded version. the song. They weren't working with the original tracks for, you know, Cash. Uh, yeah, yeah. His, they went back in and yeah. God, Tom Morello got to record. Yeah. <laughs> his SNL performance, they had like string like a string quartet. I remember there. watching Did you, were you that. able to find that? No, I remember seeing I it on find it. I, I was, I was television. For it. I remember seeing it. I remember watching I, it. I, and see, I saw it live. Being like I think he was doing a lot of stomping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was stomping around and dressed in black. You can't find. It's like trying to find Beavis and Butthead episodes yeah. with the music videos. Can't, can't do it. it. It's been. It's like Barbra Streisand scrubbed that off the internet <laughs> with that photo over. Uh, uh, Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai was a, a number one hit in the UK. Jamiroquai. Heroes. This was this was peak Wallflowers. This is peak Wallflowers. Green Day. It's, it's, it's commonly regarded as one of the worst covers of all time. <laughs> Um, I give this. To stick with your you stick guys. with your original rating. I'm gonna say a twelve point five. Wow. I'm gonna say a twelve point five because <laughs> there are some Ben Folds Five has aired. That's, that's a actually, good song. That might be the best. If song you're a Rage the... Against the Machine fan, No Shelter is I'm one of their not. better songs. <laughs> you can listen to the first. <laughs> seven <laughs> songs in a row and enjoy it. I stand by my. What did I say? Twelve points. Yeah. What did I say? You might want to lock 12, your five. social media accounts 12, once this goes out. <laughs> 12, <five. laughs> You're, there's, they're going to pile on you. 
Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> CG Darden on Twitter. I'll come at you. <laughs> Such a good sound. All right. Uh... <laughs> Iconic. Iconic I lo- I, sound. I love you. I love you for being you and for sticking by your guns. Uh, <laughs> Still pissed. Uh, okay, so in, in honor of uh, of the Godzilla soundtrack, we're, uh, the a song- sentence that no one has ever <laughs> no one has uttered that. The song that we're gonna this this week our our entry into the track listing Spotify playlist. Our recommended song. That's on the theme of uh, our favorite Japanese songs. Because I, I was thinking about Godzilla. Yeah. And Godzilla, I think, was actually the first piece of Japanese pop culture that I ever encountered. Like, right. before Nintendo, before for, anything. For most people, I would say, right? I think it's, like, I mean, I'm not, a, like, a, a specialist, but I feel like that's kind of the first thing to cross over. I mean, Godzilla's huge. And it was, you know I mean? it, you know, it was like a weird movie in reruns, but you would see it, and it was like, Godzilla, I had a Godzilla toy. So you know, hmm? so our favorite, our favorite Godzilla Japanese toy, yeah, <laughs> lucky God. cable and Godzilla yeah, toy. Your grandparents' house is so cool. God. All right, Nick, why don't you start with your your yeah, addition sure. to the track listing Sorry. Spotify playlist? Sure, sure, right, sure. Japanese song. My pick is the great tune "Sportsman" by Harumi Hasono. Here's a little taste of that. I'm from his album Phil Harmony, great album. I love that. I uh, check I, out Harumi Hosono. He's got amazing yeah. music. I bought that reissue. Nice. Um, so Harumi Hosono. Maybe it was on Light in the Attic repress. Yeah, because yeah. he was so sometimes credited as uh, Harry Hosono, I believe. Right. He was one of the founding members of Yellow Magic Orchestra, which is kind yeah. of like a new wave, like Kraftwerk inspired uh, Japanese. Right. Um, this has like some New Order flavors. What, in what it. year was that song? Uh, this song or uh, circa? I want to say eighty. Eighties for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah like mid, like that. Mid eighties, early eighties. Um, yeah, very, very cool guy. One uh, of the comments is here that Harumi Hasono's, I think I remember reading this, his grandfather uh, was a Titanic survivor. Holy shit. Crazy, oh, crazy yeah. 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 I remember, <laughs> I don't want to get dark with it, but yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, there was one, like, Japanese guy who survived and he came back to Japan and was shamed yeah. for not having gone down with the ship because of, like, a weird cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if you're a, if you're a male... Uh, like that wasn't a child and you made it off the ship you were probably going to be shamed i don't know i think in america any survivor the titanic comes back and they just like put a ribbon around you and you're like yeah you got it you made it yeah some weird stifling oppressive (laughs) (laughs) japanese tradition (laughs) like oh how dare you but anyways everybody should check out harumi hosono and uh yellow magic orchestra is really cool kind of like a late 70s early 80s experimental synth funk yeah very pioneering and yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of like the music from early NES and SNES was like totally cribbed from those guys. Really? Yeah. Oh, Koji Kondo, and it was all yeah, right. and they would just like like adapt it to like whatever eight bit like sound card was in there, so it was like barely recognizable. But it's like these yeah, Yellow Magic Orchestra songs. Wow! Yeah, that's pretty good. Very cool. Very cool. Good picnic. Um, I've got uh, one by uh, Maria Takeuchi. Oh, it's called Plastic Love. And this was kind of, I would, uh, about a year ago, I started really trying to get into like uh, 80s 
Japanese funk and soul sort you of tried stuff. how'd it go I tried yeah <laughs> I, you know that's semi-successful I'm still here yeah <laughs> that's alright but let's let's hear a riff off of that yeah I don't know this song this is Plastic Love oh it's yeah it's like really jazzy disco yeah great and she's talking about uh, her heart has been broken so now the only love she sort of gives to other people is just fake love you know what I mean I think that's the the idea behind the song. Love it. It's very relaxing, cool, cool song. But it's hard to get a hold of some of uh, Maria Takeuchi's or Takeuchi's stuff. Let's see. The only um, comment here uh, from Gun, the publisher of the video, is "Do not delete." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, a lot of her stuff isn't on Spotify. Right. Um, this was '85, but she was. Uh, She's been putting out albums all over Japan for for years, since like the 70s. That's great. Love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, for my pick, uh, you have to forgive some of my pronunciation here because it's going to get a little dicey. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> the band is called Mariah, and this is, I think they put out a few records. And then this one, the song is called Shinzo no Tobira uh, from 1983. And this is actually some of the musicians on here were Armenian so like some of the lyrics are in Japanese and some of them in Armenian and there's some like Middle Eastern and this is a hard one to do for the podcast because I was trying to pick like a a segment we could play but it's a song that is kind of droney and goes on in a lot of different directions but it's Mm. it's amazing and uh and yeah do you want to Shinzo no Tabira yeah you want to take a crack at I took a semester of Japanese in college yeah Shinzo no Derek doesn't know says like a Japanese Grimes before Grimes even existed yeah (laughs) this is a song it's it's been revived it does a lot. sound like grimes it sounds like very contemporary which i think is like an amazing and i, I would i think the harumi osono song too it's kind of like got that good. like dfa bass yeah the like yeah the flappy plucky um this was this song was uh, steph my girlfriend turned me onto this song and then a friend of mine matt like played it for me later and so it finally sunk in so it's like one of those, sometimes it takes yeah, like a couple people. Showed to me, I didn't give a shit. And yeah. Then my friend no, told me, I was like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. You have to hear a couple, Classic. you have to hear a song a couple times. And it's one of those things where I came home and like played it for her. She's like, yeah, I know. I played that for you. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I knew you'd like it because I know you like it. Uh, but I think that's a great song. That was a great song. I, I liked it immediately. And that's by, what's the name of the band? Mariah. 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 Like Mariah Carey? That's it's, just, just Mariah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for uh, for tuning in for our, God- our Godzilla special. Yeah, that's great, man. We got We got to do our it. annual. Our by annual the way, we should say this every, every January. <laughs> we're gonna locked do it. in. Size does matter. Um, I'm, ex- I'm sort of excited for the the new King of Monsters to show up. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> we hope you're happy, Godzilla. Somewhere. We you're hope out there you're somewhere. happy. Let's let's have. Um, Eric Clapton play us out. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can. This is really nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's, is, uh, everything's fine. 
My son's dead. Everything's <laughs> fine. <Jesus. laughs> this is in honor of Godzuki, who passed away, and uh, Godzilla vs. the Monsters. Or all of Godzilla's children they murder in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. In uh, yeah, Madison the, Square Garden. The little baby Godzilla's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. To be continued next year. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.